You're listening to the Van Moody Podcast. Our passion is transforming the world by transforming lives. In today's episode, we'll continue our Get Closer series with part 11, presented by Pastor Aaron Frazier, who will touch on how we are warned of the enemy's deception time and time again in God's Word and our responsibility to defend against it. Let's get started. Happy Sunday, family. Listen, every single Sunday that we get to come together in worship, whether digitally or in person or even from your mobile device, if you're laying in bed, man, it is still a privilege and the pleasure for us to come together. The power of God meets us right where we are. My goodness, after incredible worship, the only thing left for us to do is to go into the Word of God. And I'm super excited about this teaching series that we've been in all summer. Listen, I hope that engaging and even leaning into our soap devotional practice, I pray that it's changed your life and I pray that you will continue it long after this series has ended because spending daily time with God is like air to us. We need it. This is why Jesus says that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, meaning every single day we need the wisdom and direction and understanding that only God can provide. It's almost like when you don't spend time with the Lord, you're flying blind. And that's why this soap devotional practice and getting closer is so important. So I hope that you've been blessed. We are in the final stretches of this teaching series, but you're in for a treat on today because Pastor Aaron Frazier is going to share the Word of God with us this morning. He's going to open up his journal and share from his soap as we continue this amazing series called Get Closer. So let's prepare our hearts to receive the word and receive Pastor Aaron Frazier. Well, good morning and greetings to each and every one of you. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to stand here before you, to be able to share God's word. It is not lost on me how humbling it is to be able to stand here. Um, And so grateful that Bishop has given me the opportunity to share the word of God and share my soap devotion today. And it is my prayer that as you continue to get closer to God, that you feel God's presence, that you continue to spend God, spend time with God each and every day, that you're growing, that you are feeling God move in your life. You're seeing God bless and and to take hold and, and move in you. My prayer is that everyone is absolutely well, that everyone is safe during this time. And um, we've been in this series called Get Closer for some time now. And as we think about it, this term get closer is of no coincidence. Actually, if we think about it, what's been going on in our world, get closer is exactly what we need to be doing. This is a divinely given an assignment and a divinely given assignment to each and every one of us. And as we think about what's going on with this negative uptick in COVID cases around not just the state of Alabama, but also around this country, we think about once again, what COVID is doing, what COVID has, been, has become to us, how it's reshaped, how it's defined us. And, and so in this time, I wanna pray. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the opportunity to pray. God, I thank you that your love is 
always present and is never failing. Father, I thank you, God, that your love covers us and it keeps us. And God, I thank you for the word that you've given to us today. And I pray, Father, that you get glory. You get glory. Move in the hearts of your people, God. And I pray, Father, that the meditations of my mouth and the meditation, the, the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, Father, would be acceptable, Lord, in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, family, look, as I said, COVID has shaped and it's changed so many things in our landscape. And as we think about in our society and our communities and even how we treat people, we actually look at people with those little second glance, don't we? How many times do you look at somebody and wonder, are you the one that's going to get me sick? Are you the one that's going to threaten my family's illness and sicknesses and health? Are, are you, how do I treat you? How do you treat me? We get to this place and we look at the fact that we have to ask ourselves so many questions like, when is this going to end? When is this going to be over? I am sick of this. I am tired of this. When is this over? When can we get back to normal? And I'll tell you, family, these times feel exilic. They feel like we are in exile. We feel, it feels like there's so much isolation. There's so much turmoil. There's so much uh, confusion and, and turnover. And, and there's people that's looking to push their own agenda. We can watch television. We can listen to the news. We can listen to a newscast or on social media. There's, everybody's got an agenda that they're trying to push. And, and there's a lot of people that are trying to, to speak in God's place instead of speaking what God has given to them to say. A lot of people that have these God says and God said and God is doing. And there's so many things that that we are, are having to really sit down and question, even when we hear this information, are these individuals even spending time with God? See, there's people that are actively sowing discord. There's people that are actively sowing strife. And there's people that are knowingly doing it, and there are people that are unknowingly doing it. See, that was, I was doing my research, and as we get ready to dive into our text this morning, there was this word that just popped up in my spirit and it was misinformation. And I went and I read what misinformation was. And I'm going to tell you what happened. That when I went to go and read and look up this word misinformation, as I did a, a search for it, uh, the, there was a search option that came up that said misinformation versus disinformation. So I had to look this up. Because I had never heard of disinformation, misinformation. Misinformation is the, uh, the actively moving to, to spread information that is untrue, right? You can be willingly doing it. You could be uh, unwillingly doing it, knowingly doing it, unknowingly doing it. But disinformation hmm, is like a clandestine type of way of, of spreading false information, disinformation information. And the root behind that is that the person that is doing it is doing it on purpose. So as we think about this, as we get ready to dive into our text, there are so many churches and members of our communities and 
There's, there's people that are looking for the right person to follow, the right person to, who has the word from God? Who, who can I listen to? Who has the truth? There's so much sickness, so much suffering, there's so much oppression, there's so much discord, there's so much death, families being torn apart. All of this have left people wondering, is anybody even listening? Is anybody paying attention? Who is the one that has the truth? And this is where we find ourselves today in our scripture. Because we're, these conditions that I just spoke to you about are not just the conditions of right now, but they're also the conditions that we see and read about in our scripture text, which is found in Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, verse 29, uh, excuse me, chapter 29. And as we look at Jeremiah 29, beginning at verse 8, it says this, yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the Lord, the God of Israel says, do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encouraged them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is where we are in our text. This is where we are contending with. Jeremiah, as you read through this book, as you've been following along with us, Jeremiah has had to stand up for God. He's had to speak what God has given to him to say. And as he's done so, there's been opposition. People have actively said, hold on, just that's not correct. What you said is not true. Matter of fact, lock this man up. Matter of fact, let's kill him for the things that he said. See, everybody we know has to contend with the truth. We have to know the truth. We can speak the truth to all of our situations. We have to have this ability to do so. And it's not just about the news outlets and the social media accounts and the things that we read online. Every day we're fit, we are faced with these series of untruths, these things that are spoken about us every day. There are lies that are designed to tear us down. It's not designed to tear us apart, designed to rip us from within, to destroy us. And they're just, they are strategically placed in our lives in the areas of our weaknesses. They are lies that come to manifest themselves in our vulnerabilities. They're, they come in our struggles. They come when you struggle. If you have a struggle with your identity, you can almost be assured that there are lies that right now are, are, that are moving the, the, the enemy's agenda in your life. If, you, if you're struggling in, your, in areas of your finances, you can be assured that there are lies coming to you and to you to make sure that you are pushing the enemy's agenda and not God's. If you're struggling with lordship, if you're struggling with tithing, I can guarantee you that there are lies that are coming your way to get you to go and do the enemy's agenda and not God's. Lies that speak to us, speak to us about our past traumas, about our abuses that have happened to us, our hurts, right? The things that we've been dealing with and the things that have been spoken to us, things that are designed to take away our joy, our love, our peace, lies. We're struggling to trust God because there's lies that are spoken to us to keep us from doing the will of God. 
Whenever God speaks, I want you to understand this. Whenever God speaks, it's truth, and we can believe him. John 1 and 14 says this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 14 and 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 16 and 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will only speak what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. When the enemy speaks, it's a lie. John 8 and 44, you belong to your father, the devil, you, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there, was, there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. When God speaks, our job is to listen and believe. So even in our low points, in our weakest moments, God and his truth remains. So what he says will come to pass. What he promises will happen. So when the enemy speaks to you, who will you believe? God or the devil? Jeremiah 29 gives us the scripture, right? And it gives us the scripture about what God was revealing to me and as we were looking at this in, in terms of our scripture, there is this theme that you have, maybe as you've been doing your soap devotions, you've been reading in the Old Testament and the New Testament, you, you, maybe that you found that there are themes that happen throughout these scriptural texts. So something that may have happened in the Old Testament may also be found in the New Testament. So there was a, a common theme, a common thread between what we read today, between Jeremiah 28 through 30 and 1 John 3. And so as we see this, God has connected us. God is connecting the scriptures from the Old and the New Testament. And so God wants us to understand this theme. Let me read this again. Jeremiah 29, 8 and 9. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and the diviners among, the, among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. Family, each and every week, there's been men and women that have stood right here, shared with you, prophesied to you about the state of the church, about the position of our hearts, and telling you week after week to get closer. It's not just a theme. This is not just business as usual. This is not something that just sounds good. This is just not the title of a particular series that we're in. This is a prophetic message spoken to God's people. Get closer. Get closer is a lifestyle. Get closer is a constant state of reflection, of looking at ourselves in the mirror to be able to understand, listen, I need to have a closer relationship with Jesus. See, as we read through Jeremiah, it's just different for me this time around. There's something very, very different about this. And as we take a look at this, as we 
Look and see what Jeremiah did, to see what this man put up with, and how he went to share a word from God on the very people that would turn their backs on Jeremiah and ultimately have turned their backs on God. People that would threaten his life, threaten the brothers and sisters, the aunts and uncles, carried off to exile because of an enemy that had already come. See, there's an urgency right now to the prophecy. There is a timeliness to this prophecy of getting closer because the truth remains this, family. Jesus is coming back. Jeremiah preached and shared the word of the Lord to his brothers and sisters in the midst of terrible times. Exile, exile. See, exile, being forcibly removed from the place that you call home. Exile, being banished from returning to what you know as normal. Exile, meaning that you have been unable to stay in a place that is your home. See, this is what Jeremiah witnessed as the prophecy he was told to deliver came to pass. What was the prophecy? What was the message? Jeremiah's message was to those that in Babylon that had already been exiled. See, the warning from God is shared throughout the Old Testament. There is a warning that God is telling to all of us, don't believe the lies. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the lies. See, God has used Jeremiah to speak against and deal with the people who have lied. As you read in chapter 28, you read about a a prophet named Hananiah who went to say, this is what the Lord says, and and began to speak this prophecy to say that that God was going to deliver them in in, in a shorter amount of time that he was, and he actually took the yoke that was was placed on Jeremiah's neck, that that yoke was meant to be a symbol, and he took that yoke and he broke it and said, listen, this is what the Lord says that I'm going to break the yoke of our oppressor. But after that happened, God tells Jeremiah, listen, Jeremiah, tell Hananiah, you're going to die. You are not going to live. Because I didn't didn't tell you to say that. (laughs) See, God does not put up with the lies. God doesn't put up with these things. Matter of fact, God is, is using Jeremiah to speak against and deal with people who have lied. And not just, it's not just that they lied either. It's that they lied and they evoked the name of the Lord. But it's not just that they lied and that they, they, they use God's name to get attention. But they also use it in a way to lead God's people astray. See, look, this isn't a new concept and we can read throughout the Old Testament, lies and deceptions have been happening. You can read in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis. You can read about how the enemy came, how the serpent came to Eve and lied to Eve. And then what did Eve do? Take that same lie, take it and turn and offer that, that same fruit to her husband. And as, that, as they took that information, as they took that, they internalized the lie. They took what the enemy 
agenda was, and they took it and internalized it. Remember, there's misinformation. There's a misinformation where you take in what's wrong, what's not true, and you unwillingly and unknowingly do it. But then there's also disinformation where there's the, the person that is willingly and knowingly doing it and they know what they're doing. That was the role of the serpent. That's the role of the enemy. The role of the enemy is to spread lies about God. How many times have we seen people, have we seen God's people internalize this? How many times have we seen God's people take this information and run with it? How many times have we seen God's people struggle to know what the truth was because they've been internalizing and taking in so many of the, the enemy's lies and that they don't longer know God's truth? See, God has called me here to tell you that even in these exilic conditions that we are in, these exilic conditions of COVID-19, this, this pandemic, this, this time of social upheaval, this time of wildfires and, and, and earthquakes and natural disasters, and this time where we can turn on the loose and be and turn on the news and be more and more depressed. In these exilic conditions, God is saying this: believe God, don't believe the lie. Believe God and don't believe the lie. So even though we may feel like we are in this season of exile, number one, I want you to know this. God is faithful to his word. Listen, that's a, that's a reason to shout right there. Jeremiah 29 and 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed from Babylon, I will come and fulfill my good promise to you to bring you back to this place. What happened? Jeremiah was given a word. He sends this letter to the exiles that are already in Babylon. And in this, he said, God is giving them information. God is giving them instructions to make sure that, that while you're there, go ahead and build the houses, have families, uh, settle in, because if Babylon prospers, you're going to prosper. And so God has to come back and then say, but listen, don't believe the false prophets. Don't believe the ones that are prophesying in my name and they're prophesying lies. And immediately after that, what does God say? I'm going to come to you and fulfill what it is that I told you. When 70 years are completed from Babylon, I'm going to come and I'm going to fulfill everything that I told you that I'm going to do. My good promise to bring you back to this place. See, this is the thing. When you get closer to God, it's understanding what God thinks about you. It's understanding what God says about you, says to you. It's about what he promises. If God says that he's going to fulfill, he is going to fulfill. He's going to do what it is that he said that he's going to do. So God is faithful to his word. God says it even in the New, in the new, the new Testament. As you can, you can read about this in 1 Corinthians 10. Listen, God says, but God is faithful. God is faithful. Secondly, not only is God faithful to his word, but God's word will always remain. 
You can read about this in Matthew 24 and 35. Jesus says it like this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So everything that God has already said, everything that God has already spoken, they will remain. They don't pass away. So every promise that he says to you, every promise that he says that he will fulfill and he's going to do, they don't pass away. Because the seasons change, they don't pass away. Because it's a new month, it doesn't mean that God's word passes away. Just because it was yesterday and now it's today doesn't mean that God's word was meant for yesterday and God's word isn't meant for today. No, it means that God's word will never pass away. So understand this also, in a season of exile, God actively warns us against believing the lies. Once again, in Jeremiah 29 and 8, do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies. There is a danger when you believe the lie. There is a danger when you struggle to know the truth. There is a danger to it. Because what God tells you, God is giving you truth. God's truth is so that you go the right way and not the wrong way. God's truth is there so that you are there to go and to do the things that are going to be a blessing and not a curse. God's truth is there so that when you open your mouth, you speak life and you don't speak death. You see, the thing is, when you speak lies, you are speaking the native tongue, the native language of the enemy. So rather than speaking God's native tongue, love, peace, joy, strength, truth, Instead of speaking those things, you speak the enemy's language. God is actively warning us not to believe the lies. Deuteronomy 18 and 19. I, will, I, I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. When God gives somebody his word, when God speaks his word into someone, it is important that we make sure that we listen because God is actively trying to get our attention to say we're going the wrong way, we're doing this wrong. We have to be willing and understand when, the, when God is speaking. Why? Because we can go into our word, we can go into God's holy scripture, his holy word, and verify the thing that that has already been spoken to us because God's word remains. God is actively warning us against believing the lies. But then lastly, in a season of exile, God said he will take care of us. Mm. Listen, Jeremiah 29, I'm going to read this in its entirety, beginning at verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the, Lord, the God of Israel says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses 
and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Jumping down to verse 10, this is what the Lord says. When 70 years have, have, are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to you to bring back you, to bring you back to this place. And we love this verse, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you in to exile. Listen, God has given me this word because we have not been willing to speak the truth and the power and the authority to the lies of the enemy. The truth is that even in exilic conditions, God knows what he is doing. And the truth of the matter is this, that God knows the plans that he has for you. Yeah, it looks bad. Yeah, there's sicknesses that's going on. Yes, there's death. Yes, there's so many turmoils and, and, and confusion around, but listen, I know what I'm doing. Trust me. Trust my word. I know the plans that I have towards you. Another verse said, I know the plans that I think towards you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're not to harm you. They're to bless you. They're to prosper you. They're plans to give you hope. They're plans to give you a future. This word has been ingrained in me. I can no longer sit with the, within the midst of lies anymore. And I don't, I, for you, I, I want you to say this to yourself. But just type it or read it or just say it out loud. No more. See, the thing is, is that when we say no more, what we're saying no more to is that we're believing the lie of the enemy. No more will we believe what, what the enemy has spoken over our lives. No more will we, under, will we try to make sense of what the enemy is doing to us. And instead, what we're trying to do is what we're going to do is what we're going to do is to believe and trust God. Because what God says is true. There are truths and promises that rest and remain in God's word. And the more that you spend time with God, the more that you are immersed and soaked in God's word, the more that you understand his promises, the more that those promises begin to seep down and get down into you, the more that you understand God's word, the more that you're able to speak power and to speak life into situations. 
So you understand this, that lies have been spread. Lies have infiltrated our communities. Lies have destroyed jobs and families and marriages. Lies have even infiltrated the church. But no more will I believe the lie. Lies have broken relationships. Lies have gone through and tore down family members. Lies have messed up relationships and coworkers and friendships, but no more will I believe the lie. You see, I can, be, I can speak with this boldness and this confidence because I used to believe the lie. Yeah, I have believed the lie myself. I had entertained the fact that I, that I wasn't good enough. Yeah, I believed that no one understood me. I believed that I was hard-headed. I believed that I was arrogant. I believed that I was aloof. But as I spend more time with God and as I spent more time with God and in his word, as I get closer and as I got closer to him, I hear the lies and I speak and believe the truth and I speak and believe God's word over it. See, you may be feeling like this is the end. You may be feeling like this is the time that, that COVID is, is, is the end of everything. But listen, I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You may believe that you're not good enough, but you may understand this. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loves me. You may feel like at times when, like I was, that when you were going through a time and it's a difficult time and you're frightened, you're, you don't know what to do, but you can understand and just speak this over yourself that I will fear no evil because God's rod, God's rod and his staff, they're with me. See, I know that God loves me. I know that he will never take his love away from me. I know that I will never be left alone. I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that God is my refuge and my strength. I know that God is a ever-present help in the time of trouble and storm. I know that when I call and I speak and I seek after him, that he will answer me, that he will hear me as I pray. I know that, that, that I know what God thinks about me. I know that God has plans to prosper me and not to harm me. I know these things, and I speak God's truth over the lies of the enemy. I don't know about you, but I don't like being, feel like I'm being led in the wrong direction. I don't like being lied to. So when I get this feeling of being fed a half-truth, a half much like Eve was fed this half-truth back in the garden, when you didn't feel like this, I start to question the information that's been given to me. And so, family, we have a responsibility when this happens to speak sound biblical truth to the lies of the enemy. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And listen, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We are living in exilic conditions. And God was showing me this, that there is this connection between the exile and the lies of the enemy. The more lies, the more, the closer we get to an exilic condition. 
How do we know this? How do we know this? It's not just in Jeremiah. We also can see this in the book of John, in the book of 1 John in particular. This is, this is the, one of the, 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 the epistles that the apostle John wrote to the church. And many scholars actually believe, scholars believe that when John wrote this, that he was actually living in the Isle of Patmos. And guess what? He was living in exile. Mm. John was living in exilic conditions and writes a letter, writes these letters to the church, to God's people. He says in 1 John 3 and 7, Dear children, do not be led astray. 1 John 2 and 26, he says this, I'm writing, this th I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. 1 John 2 and 21 says, I do not write to you because I do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie comes from the truth. Understand in 1 John 4 and 1, he says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And do you understand this? That in the midst of exilic conditions, John is saying, know the truth. Believe the truth. Believe the truth. Because God is truth because God loves you. Even in exile, God wants us to know and to believe his word and not believe the lie of the enemy. So then the next time when you see the lies that's being spread about this, Make sure that you understand the truth that God is speaking to you. God is saying, I love you. That even in these exilic conditions, that if God will, I will always take care of you. That if you listen to what I'm telling you, if you believe my word, if you listen to the truth, I will bring you through this. I'm going to bring you out, and I pray for you right now. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you that your word is truth. And so, Father, forgive us where we have believed the lies of the enemy. Father, forgive us where we have unknowingly and even knowingly spread lies to one another. Forgive us, God, for where we participated in this. But God, I ask that you bless and speak to the hearts and the minds of these, your people, that listening right now to you, that they hear you speaking to them, that they know that it's you because they spend time with you, God, that they get closer and closer to you to speak in authority over the lies of the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen.
We hope you've enjoyed this message from Bishop Van Moody. For more information about Van Moody Ministries, please visit vanmoody.org. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed week.